0: Testing, testing, testing. Bloom and Grow,
1: y'all. Welcome back. We're back again for another episode of Bloom and Grow. Back in your heirloom. Yeah, this is part two. Part two (laughs) of living free from depression. If you haven't listened to part one, stop right here. And go, Stop. Get yeah. <laughs> Stop, get some help. Stop, get some help. That was Gabby's fail attempt at oh, rewind.
2: To... The re... <laughs>
1: yes, of course. Oh gosh. We are not voice actors. <laughs> Stop and go back to the previous episode so you can get the full context. This is part two where we talk more about practically how you can live free from depression the first episode we gave you a little bit more of a background um so yeah go there first before that though
0: how are y'all doing this time or me
2: you and us? I mean, you yes. too
0: i am a c i am a ch i am a
1: okay really how are you doing?
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm classic great.
2: deflection i'm good it's good in what high. about you I am doing well. Love and life. Love and Christ. Love and life. <laughs> Is there another thing to love, in life, love? Love and right. 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 life. Love and Christ. Love and right. Love and right. Love life. Love and Christ. living right. And trying, hope trying to live right.
1: Amen. That should be a shirt. If you guys want us to make merch, we're not there yet.
0: See the dizzy dizzy. see the word.
1: But anyways. How are you, Janelle? I am doing good. Um, I am living in the goodness of God. Let's leave it there. Um, so today, we are going to be talking more, like I said, about practically how you can live free from depression because I think we mentioned this last time, but just as again for a reminder, I think a lot of times, like as especially in the Christian culture, that you can end up getting like, maybe like you get a moment of deliverance from some from anything like right now we're talking about depression but this applies for every everything else like if you listen to our healing well episode from addiction pornography um literally anything that you may have been that may have had a hold on your life you get a moment of deliverance um and then you end up going back after the fact because you weren't doing what you needed to do to actually live out that deliverance So we're going to be talking more about how you do that because it's not enough to just have a moment or moments of freedom. God calls us to live in freedom freedom. because he has set us free. Mm -hmm. Um, Right. So we're going to start by looking at two things. Like I was reading this this book and it – basically said that we can end up in these patterns of depression or even end up clinically depressed kind of based off of two things. And I think I touched on it a bit in the end of the last podcast, but one is like a truth deficit and one is a love deficit. So we'll start with truth first, obviously giving examples. But when in the absence of truth, we can end up falling into, well, obviously you're going to fall into deception in the absence Mm -hmm. of truth. Which is all the devil wants. And a lot of depression is based on lies that don't align with the word of God. So for instance, you were not told the truth that like you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Well, then you're going to start, you will believe everything else that the world throws at you. So like the Mm -hmm. world throwing at you like, okay, you are not like beautiful if you don't look a certain way. You're not beautiful if you're not like, stick thin or that it changes like mm-hmm. it changes as the world changes right but whatever the world says about your appearance is what you are going to accept which isn't the truth of God's word because the truth of God's word says that irrespective of how you look God has made you like you are wonderfully made in him mm-hmm. okay so I can say that for myself I wasn't living in that truth so I was actually just you know I had an eating disorder for many years just because I was dependent, I was, and it, it's connected to many things as well. A lot of people who have eating disorders, they feel like it's the only thing they can control in a life of chaos. So in that time of my life, I how it started, I didn't feel like I had control over anything. And there's a lot of different things happening. But the one thing I knew I could control was like how I looked, or at least my weight. Like, yeah, maybe I couldn't have gotten surgery, but I could like stop eating to make myself be thinner so it becomes more of a control thing too for a lot of people a lot of people with eating disorders will tell you that but it stemmed all from not embracing the truth okay not embracing that you are fearfully and wonderfully made not embracing Mm -hmm. that like first of all even though it feels like i have no control god is the author and finisher of my life and if I had trusted him to say, like, you know what, like, even in this chaos and even in my situations that, like, are a mess, if I would have given it to him, maybe the picture would have been different, you know, mm. and truly left it with him. But I was, like, 13, so I don't know. There's not really, I didn't have that maturity, <laughs> basically. Um. So God's word, God's truth brings peace and fruitfulness fruitfulness to our lives the degree to which we stray from his truth is the degree to which we can be controlled by varying strongholds i know in the end of the last episode i defined what a stronghold is but i'll say it again so um basically the simplest way you can put it is a stronghold is anything that has a hold on your life that isn't jesus let's just put it that way that's probably the simply simplest thing Mm -hmm. and truth deficits provoke the construction or the building up of strongholds in your life right because if a stronghold is anything that is not jesus having control and that not his word having control in the absence of his truth then something else is going to take control right mm-hmm. all righty so question to you guys can you think of a moment where in the absence of a, in a truth deficit you fell into a pattern that had a stronghold on your life
2: Think of a truth deficit. Mm-hmm.
1: I would say that I, the tr- a truth deficit that what had a, you said had a hold on your life
2: mm-hmm.
1: would be that I, I didn't feel like I was accepted. Um, I didn't feel like I was loved in like my childhood. And that influenced my self worth. And, like, my whole outlook and disposition on life didn't feel like I belonged anywhere and that I had any use um, or purpose, and I I didn't feel, like, accepted anywhere. So, is that answering your question? Because I didn't believe that Mm -hmm. inherently my worth was, like, tied to my identity in Christ and the fact that he Mm -hmm. died for me. Um And, you know, was like he, my righteousness was found in him because I didn't believe any of that. Then I opted for the alternate, which is just a, a lie that I didn't have any worth and that I wasn't loved and I wasn't accepted. And then mm-hmm. that just changed, that warped my perception of other people and of life in general and of
0: myself. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's great. You, Ari. Very similar to what both of you are saying. I didn't feel like I was enough as I was. Um, So I always felt like I had to do more to be enough. Like, maybe not necessarily accepted, because I knew people, quote-unquote, accepted me, but I just felt like I was, was, like, the half version of what I should have been according to everyone's standards. So that was a truth deficit I had. Like, I wasn't enough. I had to do more for people to, you know value me or to f- have worth, to have
2: security okay. and
0: to have security in the relationships i did have and so then that just created a cycle where i was always doing more to be enough no matter how detrimental that more was to myself like my soul mm-hmm. or my physical self or whatever just always had to do more to be enough so what was the truth that you didn't embrace? i am enough as i am because because christ says so okay. Okay. (laughs) I'm just tying
1: it. Like, anyone anyone's also, you know,
0: experiencing
2: similar things.
1: So you can think of that and try and apply it to your own life and think about the truths or the lack of truth that you have failed to believe. Um, And I'll give you another example that this book says, but a young woman is abused verbally by her mother at an early age. The mother is bitter because her husband left her and takes out the frustration about her situation on her little girl the mother harbors bitterness and unforgiveness toward the father soon the daughter learns that being bitter and angry in the house is all right this girl grows up with deep unforgiveness toward her father Mm -hmm. mother and others and sees no problem with it the absence of truth has deep and far reaching ramifications the greater the number of truth deficits the greater and far more far reaching is the damage to the person's life
2: Mm -hmm.
1: so gabby also touched on the fact about love she didn't feel loved that goes into our love deficit as well so just as with the truth deficit a love deficit can cause unhealthy and destructive patterns in our lives i can speak from this too like saying gabby said what she said um and it's similar also like it created a pattern of low self-worth which we talked about again listen to that podcast but low self-esteem and low self-worth can lead to depression as well Mm -hmm. so it was like it became why my over the years things just became worse and worse because i never stopped the thought pattern mm-hmm. so the enemy will keep coming at you and if you keep allowing this like i for years and years and years even up to, until recently it was just ingrained in me to constantly bash myself to constantly be overcritical, critical to constantly say negative or hurtful things about myself in my mind um and that would that would be the constant replay. That's toxic. It's like poison. Like after a while, you know, you can only do so much. You're, you're killing yourself from the inside out. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so we're going to move quickly into love deficits. So, again, that absence of love, love and truth de- deficits affect our identity and love is central to our mm-hmm. development. Like, the enemy uses this attack because God loves us so much like if we really were to understand and get the revelation of God's love and it's something that I'm continually trying to embrace and learn but if we really grasp that then a lot of how we live our lives and think would be so different like God himself is love like Mm -hmm. I remember reading the book on Hosea because I couldn't I was like God like whatever like you don't love me whatever or like I know you love me but like hmm I was acting like you don't or like I as I was in my head, I was thinking, yeah, but I love everyone and like, I don't feel special, whatever. But I was reading this devotional on Hosea and they broke it down. And it was like, no, you don't understand. Like God is love. Like it's his, like it's his Me. character. It's his personality. <laughs> he's no, he's the very existence of love itself. Like right. the if you were to break down love to the lowest and the most simplest form that you can. God is love. Like he there Mm -hmm. is no love without God. Like he is the very essence and the purity. And if like if you're supposed to extract love, like if you're trying to break like if you had like a liquid chemically, Mm -hmm. the purest essence of love is God. (laughs) That's all he can do. He can that's it just pure like it flows from him. Right. That's all he can do. He can just love us. That's the only thing really that he can extend because that is who he is. Mm -hmm. Um but anyways we are created to love him and be loved others words like the people around us and our actions like gabby was mentioning express love and blessing but we question our value when love is not expressed to us so people might have grown up in places or like you might have experienced situations in your family where you don't feel loved or like with other people where you feel betrayed and you don't feel love um this affects us and like if we don't take time and stop to see like these root causes and then kind of like go to god in prayer about them tell him everything unleash everything to him cry Mm -hmm. do what you have to pour your heart out and then determine that i'm going to combat every lie with the truth of god's word which is why the word is important which is Mm -hmm. why you need scripture and like i said before just because you read one scripture once doesn't necessarily mean it. you're mm-hmm. going to immediately feel some kind of like magic effect. But continually choosing to replace the negativity in your mind with the truth is what's going to help you to sustain and live in a life of freedom and healing. So when you say, like, I'm not loved, it's like, no, for God so loved me. Put yourself in the scripture that He gave His own mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And like, God loves me this much. And like, God, and pray that God help me to really understand mm-hmm. and to and the even the the bible says like you know we'll never really be able to fully grasp it because it's past our human understanding but i think it's ephesians three eighteen. someone can pull it up but we have to being able to fully more and more fully understand the love of god actually takes being rooted in him and that's ephesians 3 18, 16 or 18 they're gonna pull it up but in the meantime love is related to value and worth The more love deficits people experience in their lives, the less valuable and worthy they feel. If love is absent, it leaves a lack of significance and security. Lack of love results in real or perceived rejection. Sometimes, like, we get into a habit of thinking, and I I was like, no, like, I lived so long in depression that I was like, first of all, I don't like myself. Second of all, nobody likes me because I don't like myself. Like I felt like I had nothing to offer and I was nothing. So by the extension of that, like, well, other people are gonna think the same thing. And so I always thought every time I was like, Well, if this person doesn't like me, so what? Move on. I, I hurt myself before other people <laughs> could hurt myself.
2: Prophecy. Yeah, it was um, like a
1: protection but also self-fulfilling prophecy because then I perceived rejection, but then mm, I because EDG I thought yourself. that they were rejecting me or they just didn't like me or whatever, then I was like I put up a face
0: That's and different. a front which would not want people to interact with me right. so then perceived like, rejection. People don't like me, so I'm just going to give them something not to like, you know, don't like me anyways.
1: And I still, to this day, like, I still, I'm still kind of, I want to emphasize that I'm still living through it in different moments. Like, I'm free, but I can, I still have some of those, what do you call it now, like, old safety mechanisms mm-hmm. where I will just, like, I will look intimidating, or people will tell me I look intimidating, or I look like you know, I don't, unapproachable, unapproachable, you know, Mm -hmm. but that's been built up over years, years and years of protecting myself, years of, like, I remember going to university for the first time, and I was all by myself, and I literally, I said to myself, okay, Janelle, the only way you're gonna get through this, also, because I was, like, had social anxiety <laughs> there's multiple issues here mm-hmm. but um I was like the only way you're gonna get through with this is like if you put a hard face on and you're just gonna like not like I'm very good at imagining and dissociating
2: Yeah, we know. About so
1: I would just be like I'm not gonna see any like I would walk past people I was like I'm not pretending like I don't see anyone and just like they think I'm the only person there or like trying to imagine like I'm kind of in my own world, so I would get through being alone. Well, not really, okay, not I at really all. So I get through being alone in like a swarm of people. I literally just like dissociated, <clears throat> and I still to some to this day kind of do that. Where I was like, I'm just gonna like for me to just get through being in a social situation. Anyways, you have to unlearn. Yeah. still things instant, still, still are unlearning. still things that I'm unlearning. Mm-hmm. Um, it develops patterns of trying to capture. So, love and truth deficits affect our identity because it develops patterns of trying to capture love and significance, and our unnatural desire to protect ourselves from mm-hmm. the hurt of rejection. This is especially significant in the developmental years of life where lifelong patterns are built. So sometimes depression might pop up for you later on in life, but if you look to some of the, if you really delve deep and take time to like go through it with God, he'll point out the errors to you that probably from your childhood actually affected you Mm -hmm. and led to this kind of buildup. We will often try to fill a void of love through performance. Did that. Striving. Unhealthy addictions. Mm -hmm. Yep independence mm-hmm. or other replacements for love. So it becomes more difficult for us to see these issues because they become part such a part of our daily lives and personalities. We identify mm-hmm. with them as a part of our personality. Yeah, I'm so independent. Wow. You know, that's but crazy. sometimes you have to take you have to go into the independence piece. Like I said, I had a problem with I turned to being in control in order to live with the chaos that I was experiencing in my teens. That led to me being very, like, embracing this in independence, Mm -hmm. but to detriment. Mm -hmm. Because if you embrace independence, like, God obviously doesn't want you to be dependent on other people, but he wants you to be dependent on him. So there's a balance. You can't be so independent, like what happens is you don't depend on god of and then there therein lies your fall right. because god requires us to trust in him and lean on him with our entire understanding to be able to give him things and leave it with him not take it up and do it on your own not do things in your own strength yeah, because you tiring. you know like that's awesome. but that's, that's it sin totally. and it's sin <laughs> it becomes more difficult for us to see these issues like I said, because they become a part of our daily lives, then deficits and the strongholds built because of them are more quickly identified by others through revelation <laughs> and ob- observation than by actually the person themselves. So like you say, you can always see someone else's flaws, but you can never see your own, which is why Proverbs, or not Proverbs, but a scripture says, like, before you're so concerned with the other person, Matthew, pick out the yeah. own thing in your, the own like rod in your eye. You know, that's It's human flaw though Because we're, it's easy to pick out someone else And observe someone else's mm-hmm. But we can't do it for ourselves as much
0: Any thoughts so far? i was re- just going to read Ephesians 3 Verse um 16 okay. to 18 19 Sorry 19, 16 to 19, 16 to 19, that he being Christ would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Verse 17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love, verse 18, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ, which, pass- which passeth knowledge that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God.
1: Yeah. So there's steps there. So like, obviously first they're saying that you need to have the Holy Spirit dwelling within you Mm -hmm. and living in faith requires you actually walking in faith. And you can't have faith if you don't know the words, because he said without like faith cometh by hearing and hearing Mm -hmm. by the word of God. Mm -hmm. So the principle there is you having a relationship with God, you allowing him to dwell in your life, you surrounding yourselves with his word and being and with, by, with, surrounding yourself with his word, you're actually Ooh. more able to walk and live in faith because faith comes through hearing his word. Mm-hmm. And then after you have <laughs> that foundation, then God allows you to be able to be more rooted and grounded in love, his love first and foremost, because you're mm-hmm. spending time in his word, so You're able to more understand and accept his love. And then once you're rooted and grounded in his love, then you're able to further understand what we can not understand with our mind his love for us, but then by extension, we're able to pour that out to other people.
0: As you're saying that, I hooked up the Passion Translation, and um, it gives a really good um, translation of that. So verse 16, And I pray that he would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with his divine might and explosive power. Verse 17, Then by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be revealed released deep inside you and the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. Mm. Then you will be empowered to discover what every holy one can experience, the great magnitude of the astonishing love of Christ in all its dimensions, how deeply intimate and far-reaching is his love, how endearing and exclusive it is, endless love beyond measurement that transcends our human understanding, This extravagant love pours into you until you are filled to overflowing with the fullness of God. Which is what Jay was just saying. The whole point is for us to be so full of Christ and his love that we're overflowing and extending that love to those around us.
1: And another key thing from that scripture is none of this is possible without his strength being Mm -hmm. infusing in us and allowing us to be able to do it. Because it's not possible on our own. We need to grasp that. It's not possible on your own. It's not possible when, you're, when you need
0: the strength of the Lord. So have you been mm-hmm. saying, this is impossible. It is. And we then so Christ.
1: then to that point, then you can't find true healing from depression outside of Christ. Amen. If, if the root of depression is found in truth and love deficits and God is the essence of God love and God is truth, then the only way to rectify to have free, like to and actually walk in freedom, freedom. Mm-hmm. because other things will just give you a band-aid. But mm-hmm. the key, like I asked you in the last ep- um, podcast episode was, do you just want to put a band-aid on something? Mm-hmm. Or do you actually want complete healing and freedom from something? Mm-hmm. Do well, you want to be made
2: whole? Do you really want to be Yeah, whole?
0: or do you just want to be relieved from sadness in this yeah. moment? Yeah. That's a question, That's to, ask a question to, when ask when to ask yourself. When you're struggling with depression, do you want to be made whole? Or do you just don't want to feel sad anymore in that moment? But as we were talking, Gaps, I was remembering the verse, sanctify them through thy truth, mm-hmm. thy word is truth. Mm-hmm. That word sanctify mm-hmm is like, it really just proves the point that you need truth of God to heal you (laughs) from depression. To heal you, not just from from anything. If there's a truth, how would, what does scripture say? Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. And the Bible says in the beginning was the word and the word was this God. So then God is truth. Amen. And this is also like, this is why
1: you also need to be surrounding the practical aspects of this. You need to surround yourself with people who are going to infuse this truth in your life. And you mm-hmm. need to have the courage to cut off influences that are actually from the devil. Like they are, mm-hmm. if all some of your influences, whatever, it, maybe that's a friendship, or maybe it's just you surrounding with yourself, your things, with different things on like social media or music. Because for I listen to music, emo music and rock music that was further Not encouraging mm-hmm. me to believe really, really bad thoughts. Um, so I had to cut that off. Same thing. Like you have to look at your life. What are the influences? If it's not going to promote truth, it should not be in your life. And with relationships, yes, you have like acquaintances and stuff, but if you're like your core circle, if there are people in your core circle who have influence over you are forcing you or not forcing you, but allowing you or encouraging you to think, Things that are contrary to God's word about you, Mm -hmm. you are going to have to pray for God to give you the courage to sever that tie. I'm sorry, but like it's not worth it. It's not worth your peace of mind. It's not worth your salvation. It's not worth your freedom or your healing to continue to hold on to things and people who are going to continue to allow you to live in depression. Mm -hmm. Like it's just not worth it.
2: No.
1: Okay. So, Our reaction, I found this interesting, but our reaction to love and truth deficits, we either have a passive or an aggressive reaction. So here are some examples of how we could respond to the injustice and rejection of love and truth deficits. These are examples of the progression of sin the enemy wants to start. Okay, so passive to the root. These are no. These aren't roots. The root is the truth and love deficit. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Like the avenue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is what God. This is what the enemy wants to lead you into. Mm -hmm. Oh. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So examples: a passive, a more passive reaction, and maybe if you're a more passive person, this is something that you'll end up in, is uh, a spirit of passivity, insecurity, which we mentioned. Like a lot of us end up being insecure. And so there also can be a combination of these. Like, there is no limit to how many sins you can, <laughs> you can add up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you are going to allow things into your life, like, he will by all means allow you to take everything that's bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay? So pas- passivity, insecurity, inferiority, like we, bo- we both mentioned, mm-hmm. um, or all three of us actually, apathy. Um, lack of concern just kind of like really just I don't care <laughs> depression condemnation victimization hopelessness self-hatred etc that eventually lead to suicide okay mm. um and depression will progress I also wanted to say that just if you just because you have clinical depression doesn't mean you might have suicidal ideation or suicidal thoughts it doesn't mean that you um, will necessarily commit suicide or even want to do that. But as there are people who have more severe forms of depression, again, been there, that you will actually be to the point where you have suicidal ideations, you're thinking about it, or you actually attempt it, or sadly, people actually complete it and they're successful. Okay? Then, aggressive um, examples of how we can respond to truth and love deficits are rebellion jealousy so passive meaning it's more internalized so mm-hmm. it's more internalized like you are feeling insecure you're feeling um it's more towards you whereas aggressive is more yeah. targeted towards other people or so more immediately. you're rebelling relationships yeah reversed. you're rebelling against someone or something mm-hmm. jealousy against again someone or something right. or someone pride <laughs> control superiority mm-hmm. competition Criticism, hostility, bitterness, Mm -hmm. anger, rage, things that can lead to you actually causing harm to other people, okay? Mm -hmm. So, as you can see, love and truth deficit seems to be the root Mm -hmm. of all of this kind of downfall of people. A lot of people can place themselves in one or multiple of these categories, okay?
2: Right any thoughts here you guys interesting it's a point for reflection
1: like if you see if you're noticing a pattern in your life maybe you wouldn't have said necessarily that you are a depressed per- or someone that's struggling with depression but if you're noticing patterns of mm-hmm. uh, apathy or rage or you know whatever it is that Janelle just mentioned, it's a point for reflection. Ultimate ultimately what we've learned so far is the root of that is a truth or love deficit. Somewhere somehow along the way you've embraced either a lie or um you haven't embraced the love of God. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And some types of things that can trigger you to have truth deficits or love deficits are things like we mentioned before, rejection, betrayal by a close friend, divorced Mm -hmm. parents, um, family issues, addicted parents, physical or verbal abuse, unfulfilled promises. I know I had that one for sure. False accusation, misunderstandings, manipulation or control, withholding. You know, so we can look at our lives and I'm sure all of us can think of at least like we've had some sort of injustice happen right. to us like it's it's life you know like these things happen and so the original design for god that god wants wants all of us to deal with injustice because these things have happened and they will continue to happen as long as we live because we live in a world that is sinful right mm-hmm. and people are struggling and struggling people and hurt people hurt people we've all heard that but god wants us to deal with these triggers first of all by if a wound's inflicted we should not react in sin but instead turn to him like turn to him give him the wound and allow him to work on us like continue to pray about it continue to cover yourself by speaking scriptures that are contrary to any negative thought that might pop up from that experience and also surround yourself again with people who are going to you know, be truthful towards you and people that you can trust and be accountable to people that you can, um, you know, will pray for you Mm -hmm. and pray specifically and target things. You just need to have some good sources around you as well, because it's not enough for you to just do things on your own. Like I would not be here if it weren't for people who prayed for me. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be here for people, for people who fasted for me. I wouldn't be here for people who like in the moment, allowed God to use them to do something or say something like Mm -hmm. we can't just do this on our own I also want to stress that you cannot you cannot do this on your own Mm -hmm. and not just yourself and God but you actually do need to make sure that you create space for godly influences to have some kind of impact in your life all right yeah and by the way not everyone who says that they believe in Jesus is necessarily a godly influence this is very true on. this is very true um all right so i want to give you some reactions some examples of reactions to patterns of injustice one victim mentality <laughs> everything in our lives that goes wrong is then blamed on a past injustice it's like oh i couldn't do this or i'm like this because this happened to me I was abused Mm -hmm. as a child, so it's all, like, or, you know, like, someone betrayed me, so now this, this. Like, you always, always live in the sense of, like, things will always, bad always happen to me. Mm -hmm. I'm like this, or this is why, this is because this bad thing happened to me. Mm -hmm. Like, you give that one thing or maybe a few things the power over the rest of your life, Mm -hmm. and you're constantly victimized. Mm -hmm. And then you don't take ownership
2: over where you...
1: You know have a role to play because it's always it's happening to me not you know i played a yeah. role in this mm-hmm. okay becoming angry with god where was god when and i've been there i've definitely been angry with god and like you know like why did you allow this to happen why did you allow that to happen um we also have a podcast on this not a blog just it's there <laughs> <laughs> um distrust of others People must prove themselves beyond a healthy measure. I like how they say beyond a healthy measure because to an extent, you have to allow people to prove themselves in a certain degree before you allow them close. But beyond a healthy measure, like, you just don't trust anyone. And I've also been there. I don't trust anyone for no reason. Like, I ain't telling about nothing. Like I mean. I mean, that was <laughs> and again, these are things I'm constantly unlearning Because I don't like sharing about myself Just because I don't It stems from that Like I really had a very, very unhealthy distress for people And I think I also had an experience when I was in as a teenager Where I tried to like also share things Or not share Like I, I tried to open vulnerable. up a bit Or be vulnerable with someone I consider to be my best friend Or one of my closest friends and or like in my close group, and I was like, and they were like, oh, like what do you mean? Like you have nothing going on with you? Like mm-hmm. your parents have money, you're fine, or like you have, um, whatever. This is what your, your dad, your need, this is so what small. your your dad drives. No, my problem was big, but no, they, they didn't believe me. No, they didn't believe me.
0: Oh, they didn't believe. They
1: didn't even believe oh. me. It's like I'm telling you, and they're trying to tell me no. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> well, <laughs> it's my hate that it. Yeah. This is what like what. And, but they wanted me to like be sorry for them. And I, at that point, I remember I stopped, I stopped being friends with everyone almost except for like two people from that church. And I was like, forget it. Like, what is this? This is ridiculous. Like, I, I felt so betrayed. And I was like, you, I realized in that moment, it was a hard moment for me, but I realized in that moment Mm -hmm. that people were, they were only being friends with me for what they thought I could bring to give them not for who I truly was when I was trying to be myself then it they were like not accepting it or not listening and so that actually triggered me being like oh I'm never gonna really open up to people I'm not gonna do that and it triggered me to also like really not like church people (laughs) and not like like because i was like are you kidding me i felt a little bit more love from people who were not christians and so i was like what is this like no i'm not doing this anymore like i'm not wasting my time i'm not hurting myself like you guys only wanted to be friends with me for what you thought you could get and so like no like i'm not going to do that so i know what it means to distrust other people
0: not funny but and i don't have the same experience but the similar things Mm -hmm. happen to me like i even i realized that like as i get older i really have to work with god about this but i'm like why do i need to be vulnerable with people what is the point like like you know it's not necessary (laughs) i'll be vulnerable with god that's all that matters because every person that i would get close to and share things they either in some way cause me pain like similar to Jace, some some people just like brush mm-hmm. off my problems and then only share their problems, and then you realize that they're only talking to you so that you can be their mm-hmm. <laughs> just for what they could um, get therapist. I was gonna say, anyways, whatever. Um, so or you know, be talking to people, and for me, it's like they end up living your life. And it's like, why do you have all all mm-hmm. my information? Like you know, it's just you don't like me want it
1: for me. You like me for because when I, I like you. you. Yeah, <laughs> I never felt like. I had something to bring to the table because when I tried, like, people were like, yeah, whatever, like, you know. So it's a a cycle and you keep – people don't realize, like, if you don't deal with that, like, what I should have done was in that moment turn to God and, like, not allow that one experience to dictate the rest of my life. But I lived with that continual pattern until it became a part of me.
0: And what's sad too When you hold on to those things for too long Then you'll see everyone through that lens Even if you do have good people That come into your life mm-hmm. You're just going to see, see them, them as see the same hurt. Yep. That you experienced Precisely
1: Grumbling, complaining, and thanklessness um, Gossip, backbiting, and territorialism Right? Mm-hmm. A, a desire for vengeance I hope they get what is due them Then they will learn <laughs> disengaging socially and emotionally from others yep also been there reluctance to take risks speak out be bold try new things <laughs> trailblaze <laughs> new ministries etc wow. okay <laughs> a lot to think about there's a lot here to unpack um the good news is the bible tells us we can be unoffendable so when these injustices come luke 17 1 says It's impossible that no offenses should come, but woe to him through whom them do come. But God tells us that instead, we can turn. Our goal is to be like Christ, who suffered under intense injustice in its purest form and yet did not retaliate. Mm -hmm. So that's always our goal. The best way to overcome an injustice is never to let offense take root in our hearts. That's the key. Injustice loses its power when we do not succumb to its provoking, and if we do succumb, we can have victory by relinquishing our offense through repentance and forgiveness. Mm-hmm. You see how everything's connected. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so we should use Jesus as a as our example. Like God, literally went through so much suffering. He was mm-hmm. abused, bashed, um, betrayed, mm-hmm. uh, rejected. However, he committed no sin, and no deceit was found in him in his mouth when they hurled their insults at him he did not retaliate when he suffered he made no threats instead he entrusted himself to him who judges justly he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness by his wounds we have been healed
2: mm-hmm.
1: first peter 2 19 to 21 niv and again that's a powerful scripture as well like Sometimes you just have to speak speak the word over yourself. It's like, by your stripes, Lord, I am healed. And, like, mm-hmm. I'm claiming that. And you continue to speak that and walk in that and pray that, like, by your stripes, Lord, I am healed. Mm-hmm. Every wound is not, is, like, has no effect because mm-hmm. you've healed me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I like what you said. Talk about the um, wounds and scars.
0: Like Oh, that was grabs. The, what, you you, the principle you have, never talk about your...
1: Oh, wait, can I just say something before mm-hmm. that? I like how you said, um, God intends for when, um, a, when we have what was, it? when offense hits or when there's a tree. not to let injustice, never to let offense take roots in our hearts. No, before that, um, what He intends f- is for us to turn to Him mm-hmm. and not harbor um, that whatever that ill injustice feeling is, the injustice, because in- um, I was just thinking about what Ari said and kind of what Janelle was saying about um you know having issues trusting people because they've had very real um issues where people have betrayed their trust or they haven't felt validated in their feelings and stuff and I was just thinking yeah that's such a real experience um and like it's hard to counter that because what like what, whatever we go through, we'll always encounter to some extent some instance where people, you know, don't believe in us or they don't mm-hmm. validate us or they offend us. So I was just thinking, like, how can you walk in a position where you're not, you know, always having your walls up? Like, if if it's if it's inevitable that people will hurt us, and I was just thinking, like, yeah, like if our goal is to always bring our offense and our injustice to him then um you know that should be enough like yes to some extent we can't control like if we're vulnerable we can't mm-hmm. control other people's responses that's not the goal the goal yeah. is to even if yeah. like i'm not gonna it's safeguard and i'm yeah. not gonna put up a wall just because in the event and that's, that's hard in the event that somebody offends me or hurts me that's not that's not the goal offenses mm-hmm. will come it will come the goal is to even if it comes bring it to God and
2: yeah, continue to
1: bring it to God and that should be enough because mm-hmm. I should trust that God is enough yeah. to comfort me to yeah. love me to you know reveal I mean
2: Validate. um
1: relieve that offense mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. to free me from it so even if I continue to walk through seasons but I don't really think that's you know biblical but even yeah. if you continue to walk through the seasons where people are betraying you and hurting you and you know not validating you I mm-hmm. know how to overcome that. Mm-hmm. and that Respond is- in the word. Respond in what he wants you to do. So like in mm-hmm. that instance, you still show love. You still be open. Mm-hmm. You still, you know, like, or response. The natural human response is to withdraw mm-hmm. and to put up a wall to those things. But God is like, no. Am like, I am not enough. Yeah, exactly. You still show love. You mm-hmm. still be open. Even when you don't feel, if you are not feeling love, Still show love, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and run to the Father to yeah. receive yeah. and, even and even receive more love His and love because you can't, it doesn't come from us. Like, another interpretation of that Ephesians is like, we can only give love once we're filled up with mm-hmm. His love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, true. so, it's like a gas tank, like, you can't give if you're running on <gasps> E. Like, what are you giving from? Yep. anyways, um, also. We're going to talk more about, like, biblical aspects of, like, things you can remind yourself, like, when you're low, but we just want, I just want to remind you, like, just because you've received, maybe you've received some kind of, like, deliverance or, like, in a moment you, you feel, oh my gosh, like, I don't feel any depression right now, right, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I feel no hold over me. Doesn't mean it won't come. Like, cause the enemy. Here's the thing: the enemy hates us, and he will continually, <laughs> continually try to attack us. And he'll like, try to attack us with things that he know has worked before. Right. So yes, like I, I would say, I don't know, maybe two to three years. I haven't been in that um like heavy deep. deep clinical depression however that doesn't mean like that they yeah so. that he doesn't mm-hmm. try that there aren't moments right. where it's like no. i feel low and and low like and it's where it's what i do in that moment that will determine if i end up being oh, back into yeah. a pattern of depression yeah. right yeah. like yes i feel low but then i you know, I, I acknowledge those moments to like, God. And I go to God. Immediately, I'm like, God, I feel low. I feel really sad. I feel this. And, you know, like, I'll cry, whatever. And, mm-hmm. like, but then because I took it to him, it gets better. Mm-hmm. And I continue to do what I know I should be doing so I continue to talk to God I continue to read the Bible even if I don't feel like it Mm -hmm. I continue to do what I know to do and God will do the rest it's really that simple and take every day each day like take it one step at a time Mm nobody's saying you have to reach a milestone like in like by tomorrow or by next week or by like no one's saying that like Mm -hmm. take it slowly like good things come with time Mm -hmm. and so i just want to encourage you as well like don't be discouraged if you start to feel like it must applies for other things too like addictions i remember like there's some things like i remember with when i was like had bulimia like i remember one time going i don't even remember the details but one time I must have gone to church or something and like I just had deliverance from that and I never had the desire to do it again. doesn't mean that every now and then sometimes the the devil after the fact would be like oh like maybe she should just do that. I was like nope. Like I just didn't have the desire. That one was an easy one. But things like with like um with other things it'd be like it'll pop up to me Oh yeah, like I could just do things like this to lose weight, or I could Mm -hmm. just do. Or I feel very low, and like I'm tempted to like bash myself. And with those, it's a little bit harder. Like I would just be like, okay, I just need to stop now, and like just turn to God. But it honestly gets better because I'd say in the beginning it's the hardest, but as you continue Mm -hmm. to develop the pattern, the right Mm -hmm. pattern of how to deal with things, then it gets yeah you form a new habit and it gets easier. So I just want to encourage you that like not to be discouraged by when you feel low or like when things pop up like you can always have that voice in your head like a temptation mm-hmm. but again it's and that's not sin it's it's not sin um so god is victorious and redeemed suffering want to remind you that yes no matter how bad your life has been no matter how hard it might be right now if we will allow god to move in our lives and if we'll give him that free reign god causes all things to work together for our good romans 8 verse 28 okay to those who love god right so to people who are pursuing him and trying to love him and you're giving him that that room in your life god will allow things to work together for your good so it doesn't matter what has happened in the past it doesn't matter you know the tough things the hard things the things that really really hurt he can work it out for your good Mm -hmm. another scripture i like which is psalms um and it's so funny i can never remember the reference but i know the i know the (laughs) i know the verse i would have fainted if i oh it's right there yeah it's like very well it's right in front of me (laughs) 13 (laughs) psalms 27 13 to 14 um but yeah i no, that's not easy. that's not it. But it is Psalms twenty-seven. The goodness
0: of the Lord in the land of
2: the living. That's universal. Oh,
1: that's an alternate uh, <laughs> Fainted, I did not believe I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And mm-hmm. that's the thing. Like if we lose hope and we faint and we become weak, we become depressed. If we lose sight of our hope, that <laughs> God is our hope and God will always allow us to see the goodness, His goodness, if we will just continue to believe and to hope and to wait on him like that has literally been a carrier through trust me um god is never the author of injustice but he can cause something that was meant for evil and turn it to good Amen. okay it's not a cliche and it's found many times in scripture and many people can testify to that as well mm-hmm. right so practical steps to breaking any hold of injustice as gabby said it will continue to come injustices and offenses will come you identify it you take it to god pray over it Mm -hmm. forgive and bless any if it's you know obviously someone has done something to you you need to let them go forgive them Mm -hmm. bless everyone who harmed you ask forgiveness for your reaction to the injustice Mm because you have a role to play release the right to understand why the injustice happened and that's hard I was like, why did this happen to me? Why, 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 why? Constantly asking God why. (laughs) You don't need to know. Declare release and healing from your past.
2: Okay?
1: That's something you you have to continually walk Mm -hmm. in. Like, they will come. And you have to continue. Like Abby said, it's building a new habit. Building a new pattern. Mm -hmm. And also, sometimes, like, with things things like depression, you can build on healthy, um, what do you call it now? Like uh you 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 use something that's not God to make you feel better. You use something that's not um, coping. Yeah, like coping mechanisms. Mm-hmm. Unhealthy coping mechanisms, thank you. You also have to Let those go. Yeah, cut those you Let know, that man go. Cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it. <laughs> but mm-hmm. and that's idolatry. It is idolatry. And I for me, like this is gonna sound funny <laughs> to some people maybe. Um this was like what I had okay this Real didn't thoughts. work this didn't work in like um when I was when I went through like the the deepest most like chronic depression of my life re- most recently it didn't really work for that cuz like I didn't do anything like when I tell you I was I didn't speak I hardly I didn't really She's eat in her bed. I yeah it was bad um but it for other moments when I was like, "No," I would just turn to watching something, like always. Like mm-hmm. I would turn because it would distract me. Always hated your Korean dramas. That no, she that's, knew the to, root that's what I was about to. That's what I was about to say. Sorry, sorry. but <laughs> mommy was always off though in her, in what she would say, or maybe she. Yeah, just, she just she did what like, she did was it. she was like, "Korean mm-hmm. dramas are demonic, or you're not?" And I'd be like, "No, they're not. Like they're literally mm-hmm. so pure." But yeah, like she she's that. on the right path. But yeah, the, yeah, the words were not right. However, but she I, them to trigger. Yeah. Things. Anyways, Jeez. I would literally just watch things to just like Pass- when I was low, I it would be to deflect. I wouldn't feel pain before. I used to like. Like, God, honestly, God is so merciful to me. If I had the mm-hmm. wrong friend group, I'm telling you guys, I would be doing drugs. I would not be here. I'd be yeah. I'd be dead a long time. Thank I remember you. when I was younger, like, the only bad friend I had, the worst thing she could get me was cigarettes, mm-hmm. okay? Cigarettes didn't do anything for me. But, like, if I had the opportunity to go to hard drugs, you better believe I would have. <laughs> so, you what were, I had... You, you were, you were trying, trying to numb. Me. Yes, I was yeah. trying to numb the pain. Not um. The anyways, oh, no. so, what I had more recently in, like, lower moments of depression was, like, Korean dramas or, like, watching anything. And it's so funny because even in that, like, I didn't want to watch something bad. So, that's why I was watching Korean dramas because they're quite, like, and PG. But still i was use it as it an excuse be, yeah, yeah. It sin. i was mm-hmm. using it as an idol in the sense that like what god should have been taking care of i was using tv or korean dramas mm-hmm. to cover that and so that's where it became a sin now i don't feel any like so i would feel guilty about it not knowing why i felt guilty about it i didn't think i realized it until now it's because i use it in place of god
2: mm-hmm.
1: and mm-hmm. it it was a coping mechanism that was unhealthy,
2: mm-hmm. even
1: though the thing itself, isolated, was mm-hmm. not bad, you know? And so sometimes we're using bad things, but sometimes we're using things that isolated are not bad things, but be- how we're using them is what is making it wrong. Mm-hmm. And so you have to look at that and you have to cut it. Like, until you're healed from something, like, like now I don't have any issue with it. And I, I don't even have the desire to watch it as, as much as I did mm-hmm. before because it's not uh I don't know how to describe it it's not like a trigger like Mm -hmm. oh i need to go watch this because i'm feeling low it's just Mm -hmm. like oh if i actually want to watch something or if i want time to enjoy something then Mm -hmm. i will so it's it's not the same anymore but before it was not good so Mm -hmm. look at the things in your life that you're turning to and cut them off like some things might be bad some things might be good things but they're just not you're not using them appropriately Mm -hmm. and ask god again for the courage and the boldness to do that you can only do this through his strength so if you don't have the holy spirit please ask god ask god to give you his holy spirit and turn to people who again are going to support you on this journey
0: why are you laughing <laughs> sorry i was just laughing because as you're talking about korean dramas i'm just reflecting on my own life mm-hmm. and i was dying of, not dying of laughter. i really wasn't i was just chuckling because um I've struggled with depression, but not the same way Jay has. But for me, I've also, like, um, not so much anymore. Actually, not anymore. God has healed me. But I used to have really bad nightmares. Um, And not nightmares like you'd wake up, like, in sweat. Well, sometimes in sweats. But just, like, it would just set the course for my whole day before I was even awake. Mm -hmm. Like, I just feel so... I don't know what the word is. Um, But for me how in the past my (laughs) korean drama would be worship videos which is like so funny because it's like (laughs) praise uh, is good and like god gives the garment to praise the spirit of heaviness but i would just stay up so that i wouldn't have to sleep and watch those things and like jay i was like i don't want to watch something bad so just watch worship videos but the funny thing is i wouldn't be worshiping or just (laughs) watching them like just idly watching them sometimes not even like processing what's going on more so just to critique but Mm -hmm. i was just laughing because it really doesn't matter what it is no the devil doesn't care because you know, like if it Sometimes keeps you from getting healing, exactly. then it's mm-hmm. bad. Sometimes we forget how much of idleness is a tool of the enemy. Like an it's idle true. Christian is still just as broken as a broken, like still just as useless, useless as a broken Christian. Yeah, I was just about to say. Sorry, no, I'll say that after. It. Oh, that's mm-hmm. it. Are you sure? mm-hmm. I was just gonna say,
1: people listening to that might think there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, but um, if you're if you created a habit of staying up all night even if it was to listen to worship music even if it was to pray and mm. throw um storm the you know the throne room um okay maybe not that actually maybe not that because i don't know about that but even if it was to listen to worship music how is it affecting your day yeah. like are you able to live out and actually fulfill your purpose or mm-hmm. are you tired? Are you mm-hmm. living half a life? It kind of goes back to what we talked about in the rest po- yes, podcast yeah. or the rest, ep- resting well episode, episode mm-hmm. is what you're doing in the night, taking away from your capacity to be fruitful? who in the God has called you to in the fullest capacity and to mm-hmm. be fruitful in your day.
2: Right, being a good steward of Some your time. Some people aren't ready for that, eh? even if you're quote unquote
1: yeah. doing something that
2: is not inherently bad. Yeah, doing something mm-hmm. that's good. Ooh. Ooh, And I can speak to that too. <laughs> I speak to that,
0: <laughs> I am going to, speak to yeah, that. Yeah, we
2: know. Oh, things. you mean? Oh, no. i was just gonna say similar to what Janelle
1: and Ariel were saying, using, um, or having unhealthy coping mechanisms that quote unquote weren't bad, um, but were bad because they were, you know, being used in the place of God. I used to, I I talked about this in one of our episodes, Mm -hmm. but I used to read, like I literally used to read more than I used to do anything else. I'd stay up the entire night reading and like just to numb, like I didn't want to think, I didn't want to Mm -hmm. feel... Um, I, or I, I just wanted to escape. I wanted to be in a different world, yeah. a different. I didn't want to think about my problems. I didn't want to think about me. I just wanted to become yeah. immersed in a different world where nothing was wrong and nothing was bad. Yeah. Oh, boy. The things that we wish we could go back to our younger selves and just yeah. like, sis, <laughs> let me help you. Back. Um, As Gabby mentioned purpose, I do want to touch more on this because honestly, and actually the world is onto this, but they just don't know the real answer. Um, I've seen many different people on social media be like, you know, like, if you don't have purpose, it will kill you. I'm here to tell you that's true. Mm -hmm. The last bout of my depression, was like, I didn't feel like I had any, like, my purpose was gone. Like, my relationship with God was, like, crushed in that, like, that, I think in the last episode I mentioned it, the last, what do you call it now? The last
2: blow, maybe?
1: Mm -hmm. The last blow was, was when I through many injustices came to the conclusion that god did not love me so at that point it was like okay well there's now no purpose i don't have it like there's no point like no no matter what anyone had would say to me and like there are different people who came people i didn't even know like god will cause people to come and talk to me and be like or just give me a word from god like random people Mm -hmm. it didn't it didn't hit anything like when i tell you i don't even know how i came out of that but it's only by the grace of god like it didn't hit it doesn't matter what it didn't matter what people said to me it didn't matter whatever word from god or nothing Mm -hmm. like nothing was i was i had made up my mind ironically at a family camp (laughs) Uh, which just we just which yeah a church event which just goes to show another plug you don't know what people are going yeah. through you don't like people can be at places and you you just just because just because they're, they, the they're building, there like, what they're doing yeah doesn't mean and i think i was still a little bit involved in church but like it doesn't matter you don't know what people are oh. going through people could literally be on the verge of death mm-hmm. and be there but mm-hmm. you would never know mm-hmm. but anyways that was like when i was like yeah i've made up my mind no matter what i have to do you know, like, I'm just going to end my life. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to do it like girls. This is, I think it's a girl thing, which is why the rates for suicide is higher mm-hmm. in guys. Yeah. <laughs> because guys are so like, we're just going to go the extreme way. Yeah, don't care. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're going to go get a gun and shoot ourselves. Um, but girls aren't really like that. Girls are more like.
0: We. Take some pills, possibly, never wait
1: for well I've already been down the road taking pills and overdoses it doesn't work like it's not a sure mm-hmm. thing so what I'm explaining to you is this time I said I was sure so mm-hmm. it's like I'm not going down that route I was like I'm thinking of something else I didn't have the means, I didn't have funds at that time I didn't have the means to get different things that would be a sure way and I just wanted to go peaceful like I wanted to go peacefully but like like nothing grotesque or anything. as
2: peaceful
0: as you can
1: do
2: when you know. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah
1: i didn't want to think grotesque or anything and i wanted a quick short way like it's gonna happen there's no possible way for like there to be an intervention is what i'm trying to explain oh yeah, yeah so like whereas with yeah, the yeah, doses yeah, yeah, there could yeah, yeah. be um but so i was like that's how like i was living my life i had started to be a little bit more active in my life which is also psychologists will say that's the worst time like when you're the lowest lowest and you're not moving and you're in bed or whatever like you're not going to commit suicide but Mm -hmm. the minute that you begin to actually become more active and it feels as if depression is kind of lifting but you still have suicidal ideation it's that's the, the time when most suicides happen so anyways I was just like looking for some opportunity I think MAID had come out but then MAID was not or MAID was coming but it wasn't um yeah, actually, approved mm-hmm. for people oh, you know, with mental illness.
0: Just a plug, made his medical assistance in dying in Canada. Canada. Oh, yes, That's yeah.
1: And- Anyways, so I was looking for any opportunity, and it, you know, I was trying to get a job because only with funds, apparently, can you do this, you, or you could do anything that was surefire.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But all of uh, all I'm saying, all of that, just to say that that was stemming from feeling like I had no purpose. Like, It's a very scary thing when people feel like they have no purpose and there's no, like, it would be better for me to die. That's usually when people are at that point of suicide and they're ready to go and committed to it. There's like, there's no purpose to my life. The world has caught on to that. And I think church needs to talk about it a little bit more too, Mm -hmm. because it'd be like, oh, if you like, you know, I don't have any purpose in my job. Or I just saw someone talking to you like, oh, you don't have any purpose in this. Like, and they're giving you all these different alternatives to try but they're not lasting. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that's lasting is when you actually step into your true purpose, which is our number one purpose above everything else is to love God. Amen. Is to love God and to serve him with our whole being. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's the number one. And when we have that number one, when we're walking in that number one purpose that he intends for all of us is when he will ultimately allow us to accomplish our unique, our unique purpose in this world so if you don't get number one you can't get number two so if you're not walking in an intimate relationship with god i don't fool yourself into thinking that you're going to accomplish his unique intimate purpose you might accomplish some other purpose your own True. your own idealized purpose mm-hmm. but maybe not the god-given unique purpose that he has for you mm-hmm. there are many good things you can do but but maybe not everything is what god had intended for you to do
2: okay and then in between one and two purposes or to get in between one and two romans
1: 12 verse 2 says stop imitating this is the passion translation but any every translation says the same thing stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you but be inwardly transformed by the holy spirit through a total reformation of how you think so the renewing of your mind, that's what it says in the, in the King James Version, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, then this will empower you to discern God's will for you as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. Amen. So until your mind is renewed by the Holy Spirit, you turn from your old ways of thinking, that old belief system, and you adopt God's truth and the, and his true prin- principles, you will never have a revelation of his unique purpose for your life. And that just leads us to sum up nicely, but I think the King James says renewing. So that <laughs> That mm-hmm. adjective or that word actually signifies continual, so it's continual renewing, continual meaning daily again, going back to what we said at the beginning, there's no way that you're gonna be able to live free from depression or live free from anything if God is not renewing your mind daily is this idea of like you can't have a one time healing mm-hmm. it's a continual effort, continual work
2: yeah, I didn't come early. out
1: I didn't come out of depression just like. Oh like the next day. After mm-hmm. after a breakthrough. I've had multiple different breakthroughs. Some, Most of them were in the comfort of my own home, not necessarily in a church setting, but multiple different breakthroughs. But the continual thing was like, I was taking it one day at a time and I was giving God room and an opportunity to change me. So it was this idea of daily I'm pushing for better. Daily I'm going to do this. Daily I'm changing different things. Like It doesn't have to be all at once and realistically it's not going to be all at once you have to work to change your habits you have to work to create new habits Mm -hmm. so and uproot uproot old things and it's a gradual process so please don't be discouraged be encouraged yeah, by all of our really. testimonies that god is a healer god can completely heal you and free you from depression he already has you just have to choose to walk in that healing and to accept
2: it for yourself
1: yeah do you desire to be made whole exactly and you can be made whole and you just have to make an effort to walk in that freedom daily change the way you think change just the people around you change the circumstance or Mm -hmm. things that you can change change them and god will fix the rest Mm -hmm. and do your part to continually just speak to him turn to him when these offenses and injustices come or when things from the past might come back up in your memory Mm -hmm. you know turn to god first i say if you take anything from this turn to god first turn to god first turn to god first okay Mm -hmm. and read his his word spend time in his word spend time in his word spend time in his word and surround yourself with good sources and trust god to do the rest trust him to do the rest so i'm 27 again like i fainted because i i did not faint because i believed that i would see the goodness maybe you don't see it right now maybe you won't see it in this week or this month or two months to come but i believe i will will see it so i will remain confident that i will see his goodness i remain confident that he will come through for me i remain confident that i will live a life free from depression or live a life free from whatever it is that you're suffering from and God will cause me to see his goodness. All right? So we're going to end with a prayer. I will link these. I will um, copy, I guess, uh, why would do we this? We can make an image. Oh, true. I'll make an image with a prayer that you can pray. When you are feel overwhelmed with lowness or you know, having a bout mm-hmm. of you know, just a hard time, that you can pray this prayer.
0: This is from the Prayers That Avail Much um, 40th Anniversary Book. The author is Jermaine Copeland. Like Jay said, we'll link it. Okay, so victory. well, we're not linking it. We're gonna. We'll copy it oh, no, like the prayer. We'll so copy the prayer, we'll the prayer, but if you're interested in the book, then yeah. You... Um. And so basically, if it's not clear, this prayer is based on scripture. The whole book it has prayers that are just praying the word. scripture. Mm-hmm. Father, you are my refuge and my high tower, and my stronghold in times of trouble. I lean on you and confidently put my trust in you, for you have not forsaken me. I know I can count on you for help no matter what. I put my hope in you. I praise you, my Savior and my God. Lord, you lift up those who are bowed down. Therefore, I am strong and my heart takes courage. I establish myself on righteousness right standing in conformity with your will and order. I am far even from the thought of oppression or destruction, for I fear not. I am far from terror, for it shall not come near me. Father, you have thoughts and plans for my welfare and peace. My mind is stayed on you, for I stop allowing myself to be agitated and disturbed, and intimidated and cowardly and unsettled. In the name of Jesus, I loose my mind from wrong thought patterns. I tear down strongholds that have protected bad perceptions about myself. I submit to you, Father, and resist fear, discouragement, self-pity, and depression. I will not give place to the devil by harboring resentment and holding on to anger. I surround myself with songs and shouts of deliverance from depression, and I will continue to be an overcomer by the word of my testimony and by the blood of the Lamb. Father, I thank you that I have been given a spirit of power and of love and of a calm and well-balanced mind. I have discipline and self-control. I have the mind of Christ and hold the thoughts, feelings, and purposes of his heart. I have a fresh mental and spiritual attitude, for I am constantly renewed in the spirit of my mind with your word, Father. Therefore, I brace up and reinvigorate and cut through and make firm and straight paths for my feet safe and upright and happy paths that go in the right direction. I arise from the depression and prostration in which circumstances have kept me. I rise to new life. I shine and I'm radiant with the glory of the Lord. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name that I am set free from every evil work. I praise you that the joy of the Lord is my strength and my stronghold. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. And on that note... We hope you guys have a blessed day when you listen to this. And please let us know um, any testimonies, any updates, anything. Message us on Instagram at Bloom and Grow Podcast or however you want to get in touch with us. You can also email us all the info is on our Instagram page. Yeah. Um, and yeah
2: yes and i do want to make a correction
1: i believe in the previous episode i mentioned that we would have a link to a google form uh where you could submit questions comments um suggestions even testimonies uh prayer requests whatever uh through our instagram but unfortunately uh we don't have the option to like Put swipe up links just because our we don't have a big enough following so we've moved that link to our description box in um or our podcast description box on whatever um listening platform you're using whether it's spotify apple Podcasts, anchor it should be in the description box um so you can also alternatively submit questions comments prayer requests whatever um there through that link Maybe if you don't use um, Instagram, and it will be also anonymous if that's something that you're interested in.
0: And with that, on that note, we say thank you for listening. Walk in your freedom, and have a great day. Bloom and grow, y'all. Bloom and grow, y'all.